That is, that's reckless advice, number one, because his audience is such a broad audience. That could be great advice for somebody who's 25, but if you're 65 listening to that advice, that could be terrible advice for you. So you can't take specific investment advice from somebody on a radio show, and people do it all day, every day. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial advisor, Lee Perkins. Well, we're going to get into uh, Dave Ramsey today on today's show. And you're probably wondering, well, what are we talking about Dave Ramsey for? Well, in general, when you get financial advice from somebody, anybody, it's a matter who it is, you want to think critically about what you're talking about and what you're hearing and make sure it works for you. And today we're going to we're going to talk about a lot of the, the advice that Dave Ramsey gives out uh, on his platforms and whether or not you should maybe be wary of some of that advice and, and, and really consider whether or not that advice might work for you. So we're going to do that as always with Lee Perkins. He is the owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management there in Macon. Uh, Lee, how are you guys holding up right now? Everything uh, starting to settle down to get back to normal in Georgia? Yeah, yeah. Things are going well. Uh, restaurants are starting to open. People are out and about a little more. I know that makes a lot of people nervous, but I think it's good for everybody to you know, kind of get out and sort of get back to this this new normal. It's it's good. It's good to see people. Yeah, it is. I'm looking for. I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know more and more states will kind of follow George's lead. It seems like things have been going fairly smoothly uh, so far there, but I know we'll continue to track that as we move forward and progress. But uh, great yep. to see at least you guys getting back to normal. How about business wise? You guys in a pretty normal routine right now. Yeah, yeah, we are we're pretty much sort of back to normal. Still offering uh, a lot, doing a lot of web meetings and phone meetings for clients who aren't comfortable coming into the office. Uh, but our we open our office and we're we're good for for folks to come in. We're taking all the precautions, cleaning the office. We're not having more than two in office meetings per day and spreading them out. So yeah, that's that's what we'll do for the time being. But yeah, very good to to sort of get back to normal. That's good to hear. Well, you can always find those webinars and get more information from from Lee if you don't want to venture out quite yet. You can find everything online at jlperkinswealth.com. You can also call them at four seven eight two five four. 3550. Before we get into today's episode, Lee, I want to hit you with a little getting to know you. I know a lot of people have been just dealing with stress. I mean, in normal life situations, it happens, but it seems like that's been ramped up quite a bit with everything that's been going on, whether you're worried about work or you're worried about your finances or your health or whatever it is. There's a lot of stress out there. So I'm curious how you relieve your stress. What do you do to get rid of that when, when things are, are kind of really kind of pile up on you? Yeah, everybody's sort of got their their own way that they handle it. Uh, fortunately, I, I've tried to manage my life in a way to where I, I don't have the stress that maybe I did at one point in my life. And I think that's probably just a part of getting older and understanding what's what's really important. But right now, what I do for, to relieve stress is is go out to our river property and spend time on the lawnmower or on the tractor. It's now I'm you know I don't love cutting grass, but just being out, riding around, getting away from things. I always put my earbuds in and listen to to podcasts. I'm a big fan of, of course, of podcasts, and I listen to a variety of those. And it's that's a way that I can just get out and relax, and it's a lot of fun. And sometimes I'll, of course, hop on the, the kayak and do a little kayak fishing uh, as well. So that's that's what I do. That's a good thing to do, too. I mean, getting outdoors and just getting away and, and disconnecting is so important. And I think a lot of yeah. us just kind of forget about that, especially over these last couple of months, we've kind of forgotten about that. I know we've had the itch to get back out, but that's so important. Oh yeah. Yep. You got it. And I used to, 
play a lot, not a lot of golf, but I played golf fairly regularly. I don't play as much golf now as I used to. It's probably just because of the age and stage of my kids. But my son and I did have an opportunity to go out a couple of weeks ago and played nine holes. And that was a lot of fun. And, and that golf used to be sort of a stress reliever, but you know, I'm not very good. And so sometimes, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, you get, get mad. And I don't throw clubs anymore. You know, back <laughs> when I was in my 20s, yeah, I, I would – I would throw clubs, but that is uh, certainly some for some folks. Golf is not a stress reliever; it causes stress. Yeah, no question. Yeah. That is absolutely the case. Well, that's cool to hear. So uh, let's move into what we want to talk about today and, and get right into it. And and that's uh, the question: whether or not you should be wary of some of the advice that Dave Ramsey uh, hands out. And look, he's earned a lot of respect, and for good reason, among savers and investors over the years. Uh, you know, you see his, his radio show, his books, he you know, performs uh, live across the country and, and speaks to people. Uh, but is all that advice worth following, you know, for, for everyone? And that's what we want to really try to digest today. And is it possible that some of those things he professes will actually hurt you? I mean, on the other end of things. So let's take a look at some of his most popular advice. We're going to run through the things that he really kind of talks about, or you probably heard about if you've, if you read or, or listened to Dave Ramsey at all. And uh, l- let me know if this makes sense for a lot of retirees and pre-retirees, especially the ones you work with, Lee. Um, gotcha. So let's start yeah, with, yeah, this, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, this is a, a topic that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I'm a, I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan. I, I probably credit him for me getting into this business, but just like we're going to talk about today, there's a lot of things that, you know, kind of generic advice that he gives that, that I don't agree with. And I think he's got to be careful on giving that. So yeah, man, let's, let's jump in. Let's talk about some Dave Ramsey because people ask me about him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll start with debt snowball because that's the one I think a lot of people hear of. And that's what he talks about quite a bit. And if you've re- you know, read any of his books, I even, you know, saw this when I, I got a book of his for a wedding gift. And I thought that was really a great wedding gift too, is you, you try to make, you know, get that life in order and start taking on those big debt pieces and, and, and really start trying to pay that off. And he starts with a debt snowball, which is basically, you know, you pay off the, that lowest balance first, regardless of what the interest rates are. And then, you know, you, you build that off, you feel better about yourself, you're gaining confidence, you motivate you to really kind of t- continue to tackling the next piece, the next biggest piece and, and so forth until you have everything all, uh, all paid off. So what, what do you think about this? Does this make fiscal sense? Absolutely. To me, this is the number one thing that Dave Ramsey is an expert on. Now, he'll tell you that he didn't come up with it. He borrowed it from somebody. I think Larry Burkett has used it, and Larry Burkett got it from somebody else. And they all say they got it from their grandmother. It's just solid debt, managing debt advice. And and I love the debt snowball because he talks about, you know, even though you sort of don't pay attention to the interest rates, it's all about those, those mental wins and I got his book, The Total Money Makeover. To me, it is the best, the number one best book for how somebody can get out of debt. It's great if you're in debt. I'd highly recommend that that book. You said you got it as a wedding gift, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, yeah. So so we have given that book to a lot of folks over the years as well uh, for wedding gifts because I think it's a great place for newlyweds to sort of start out and get on the, the same page financially. But I'm a huge fan of the debt snowball. Where people sort of get bogged down in is they say, I, you know, I got this higher interest credit card. Doesn't it make sense to to pay that off? Dave's right. The psychology of it is more important than the, the interest that you're paying in that. Unless it's just something astronomical. I'd line those suckers up, lowest balance to highest balance, and, and pay them off in that order, and then 
snowball that payment into the next one. And before you know it, you'll have it paid off. My wife and I did this probably 16, maybe 16, 17 years ago. And I, I remember to this day, the last of our debts was my truck and I made a $3,200 truck payment. And I would nice. never make a $3,200 truck payment, <laughs> but that was all the other payments stacked on top of each other. And we were debt free, had $10,000 in the bank for our emergency fund. And I mean, I just walked on, I was walking on clouds. I thought I had it made, but that was, that was just the first step. Yeah. And, and the thing is too, once you get to that point where you just were, I mean, you're not rich by any means, right? But you just, you feel that relief and you don't feel that pressure of having to make these payments every month. And it just, you, you can live a better life, I think, just day to day and just have less stress and less that you're dealing with without that debt. And you can slowly rebuild that savings because that was a big thing for me when I first thought that, that I did and why I carried debt for so long. I was young and, you know, probably not the smartest, but I'd say, look, I like having that savings account there to be able to the access that money if I need it, you know, not thinking that, well, you got this other big piece of debt over here, just talk, knock that out and then start putting that money that you're making those payments with towards your savings account. And it's going to build up pretty quickly. Yep. You got it. It's like one of the things Dave always says, when you don't have debt, you know what you got? And his answer is money. And that's true. That is true. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's a good one. So let's move into another one. Um, he talks about mutual funds quite a bit. And, and he says, you know, just invest in mutual funds. And that's kind of the general advice that he gives and says, look, it's as simple sometimes as just picking out a couple of mutual funds. Just maybe, maybe you'll pick out a growth one here, uh, aggressive here, international. Just pick out a few. And that's going to be a great uh, investment strategy for you. What what are the holes is in that strategy? Is that is that flawed advice that he's handing out there? All right. So to me, this is where Dave Ramsey does his listeners a huge disservice. Okay. Uh, first of all, what people don't understand, Dave Ramsey is not a financial advisor. He is a marketer. Is what he is. He is a radio personality. He knows a lot about a lot, but he has a radio show and he has to be entertaining. He answers the questions that people have. They're always the same questions. But his advice on how to invest is always the same. Get yourself a growth stock mutual fund, average 12%. Everything's fine. You'll never have any problems. That is, that's reckless advice, number one, because his audience is such a broad audience. I mean, he could be, that could be great advice for somebody's 25, but if you're 65 listening to that advice, that could be terrible advice for you. So Dave Ramsey takes a lot of heat for that, and I, I think that is... That's valid because you can't take specific investment advice from somebody on a radio show, and people do it all day, every day. People come to my office and say, well, Dave Ramsey says I should get 12% in a mutual fund every year. What does your mutual fund do? And so that, that starts out on the wrong foot anyway. And, and, and really what you want is a customized investment plan based on you, your situation, your age, your time horizon, your goals, and just putting things in a in a growth stock mutual fund, averaging twelve percent is not going to cut it because that that's not reality. And I think you kind of touched on it. Those unrealistic expectations, I think, is another kind of maybe concern you might have with the advice he's given out. And you touched on that twelve percent return on your investment. And I think everybody would love to get twelve percent every year. So there's that piece, but there's also I know he talks about too then once you're in retirement, that you can kind of plan on spending about 8% of your money every year and be fine. Yeah. Uh, again, this is reckless advice. Uh, I, and I would say, you know who spends 8% of their money every year? People that run out of money. Because <laughs> yeah. sure, if, if you just put it in a spreadsheet, show your money growing by 12 and withdrawing 8% per year, 
then in a, in a straight line, in a vacuum, that works fine. But that's not how the real world operates. Your account may gain 12% one year, lose 10 the next year. It might gain 20, uh, then gain 10, then lose 30. There's all kind of variables. And if, if you start taking 8% of your money every year, that's too high of a withdrawal percentage in my mind and in the minds of most experts. I have no clue where Dave Ramsey comes up with with that percentage, but you won't find a licensed financial advisor on the planet that tells you to take 8% of your your retirement assets out a year. You, you just won't find it. Yeah, I think we're seeing this year, I mean, alone, I mean, I think a lot of people that they were following that advice this year would be very hesitant about spending oh, yeah. 8% of their money this year. Is there a general number that you go by with people? Well, the, uh, it, it's kind of different. The, the quote experts would tell you you probably shouldn't take any more than four percent of your money every year to give yourself a very high probability of not running out of money. Over in the last in the last five or seven years, some experts say that that number is closer to, to three and a half or three and a quarter percent. Okay. So it, it it changes based on the environment and what's going on. There, there are some other theories out there of maybe taking. Uh, a little bit higher percentage, maybe a five and a half percent withdrawal rate. But if you're going to take a higher withdrawal rate, you need to be prepared to make some adjustments when the market has major corrections, mm-hmm. like what we've seen, you know, throughout this coronavirus thing. You know, if you were if you were taking taking Dave's advice and taking out eight percent and didn't change your plan, you're probably going to damage your account a little bit more than you would have had you made an adjustment to what your your income needs were. So, no, 8% is way too much. If you just want to throw a 4% number out there, that's fine. But that's still not specific to your situation. Okay. Well, when it comes to retirement savings, uh, he talks about in his baby steps, and a lot of people have seen his, his baby steps, to stop contributing to your retirement plans until you get out of debt. And, and the only exception he makes there is your mortgage. So why might this maybe be, be ill-advised for someone to, to really just put off that savings and focus on debt. All right. So the reason I don't like this piece of advice in its entirety, the way he lays it out, is because you could be leaving free money on the table. And what I'm talking about here is a company match. If your company is matching 5% of your contribution to your 401k plan and you stop doing that to pay off a credit card, you're you're losing a lot of money. So... I understand what he's talking about being gazelle intense, laser focused on getting rid of the debt. I get it. But in doing that, you could wind up hurting yourself in the long run. If it takes you too long to pay off the debt, it could hurt your account balance in the future. And I know that's what you're, we're, we're all, we're all in the position to where, yep, we want to pay off as much debt now, but we want to save money in the future. Ben, I've never sat down with anybody that said, man, I, Lee, I saved too much money, but I meet with people all the time that say, I sure wish I saved more. And when you stop contributing to a retirement plan and give up the match, the free money, it, it could be detrimental. So here's what I would say. If, if you're contributing 10% and you're getting a 5% match, drop your contribution down to 5% and take that other 5% that you were contributing, put that towards the debt, but contribute every dime you can do to get the free money from your company. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and, and you really got to take advantage of that, or else you are, you are losing out. So, yep. Uh, let's let's wrap it up on uh, his last idea, just kind of a one size fits all plan, and I think that's kind of what we've talked about in general here throughout this episode. But you know, like those those seven baby steps, that, that one size 
fits all kind of approach is good for what he's doing, as you said, as a marketer and really trying to just give people broad advice. But it goes really against the whole idea of why you set up a financial plan, right? That's to get customized options and solutions for what you need. Correct. What what the the seven baby steps are, which I agree with them. They're good advice, but it's not good advice for everybody. Again, like you said, remember, he is marketing to a national audience of millions of people every week, and he's just giving that generic advice. He can't, of course, give customized, personalized advice. And and by telling everybody to do these these seven baby steps, that's really the equivalent of getting robo-advice so to speak. Nothing's going to be customized to you based on a conversation with somebody who's got your best interest in mind. So yeah, be be careful taking everything he says by the letter of the law, because like I said at the, the beginning of this podcast, Dave Ramsey is not a licensed financial planner. And if me as a licensed fiduciary financial advisor, if I gave the, the advice that Dave Ramsey gives every day on his radio, I would lose my license. It's that's just the reality of it. Yeah. Well, I think the big takeaway I think for this episode um, is just keep in mind, really, any any I would call him a financial expert in the media, right? I mean, I think that's kind of what what he the role he plays. You got to remember what the audience is and kind of what the goals are. And and for him, a lot of it is is young people. And as you touched on earlier, that debt snowball, a lot of that is is targeted towards people that are young and, and have a lot of debt they've compiled early in life, and that's their core audience. So if that works for you, great. But if, if there's advice that you know is not for you, just ignore that and keep some of the, the good stuff that he that he does hand out. I know overall, I'm sure you agree, you know, Lee, just having that mindset of having somebody that's preaching you know, awareness and, be, and being more careful and conservative with your money is a good thing. Oh, absolutely. If if your choice is to do nothing or get Dave Ramsey's book and, and change your mindset about money, I want you to get the book and change your mindset about money every single time. But you can't take everything that he says as the money gospel because it is not. And, and it's not just Dave Ramsey. It's Susie Orman. It's Jim Cramer. It's I- anybody who is a national media person who their job is to market to people and sell stuff because that's that's how that's how Dave Ramsey gets money. He's he's not he doesn't make his money helping you get out of debt. He makes his money by selling books, advertising on the radio show, and selling his his programs. And and it, you know that's that's Dave Ramsey again, Susie Orman, everybody. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. It's not to just attack Dave Ramsey on this episode. It's no, yeah, no. Of- Exactly. Not not at all. This is not a pile on Dave Ramsey. Really, what I would say, Ben, this this is a, what we're doing here is explaining the value of a financial advisor that you can meet with and talk individually about your situation. Right. And 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 that's what we do in our office every day. We want to provide a huge amount of value to every every client that we have, and and that's that's why I do what I do. Yeah, exactly. If you want to you want to go beyond just some kind of general advice and really hammer into what you need to be doing to be the most successful that you can be with your money and your retirement plan, the best way to do that is with an advisor. And and Lee Perkins and his team at JL Perkins Wealth Management are, are there to help you. Right now, you know, things are opening back up, still doing per, uh, meetings in person, but also they have virtual meetings available as well, plus some webinars that you can access. Find it all online at jlperkinswealth.com. Also call the office 478 254 3550. You can set up an appointment that way. And, and Lee, if somebody has questions about what they've heard, you know, Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman or whoever it is, 
I mean, you recommend come in. Let's talk about it. Let's see if this does work for you. It might actually be great advice, but if it doesn't, let's let's figure out what works. You got it. That's that's what we do. Well, yeah, I appreciate the time today on this episode. It was great catching up with you again. Uh, I enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully. You know, we can just maybe raise a little bit of awareness for people just to keep in mind whatever you hear and listen to, to just to make sure it actually is fitting you for got you. It. Yep, that's it. Well, Good show today, Ben. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Making Money Podcast. Hit subscribe wherever you do listen to podcasts, whatever app it is. We'll be there. And also, every episode is archived online at jlperkinswealth.com. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.